Welcome to the Forever Better Academy podcast, where you will be given the principles, tools, and techniques to reach the next stage on your journey of self-mastery. Who could you become? I'm your host, Wade Vincent. Hey guys, have you ever felt like you weren't ready for something? That's the perfect time to know you are ready. That's when you're ready. When you don't feel ready, that means you're sitting right on the edge of that comfort zone that is just pushing past your capabilities and it creates that fear. You're scared because it's the unknown. You don't really understand how to reach that next level or uh, that next stage because you haven't done it before. So when you when you feel that that you're not ready, that's that's the signal telling you you are. So for many of you that have uh, listened to this podcast, uh, you know you hear the stories, you know a bit of my background. For those of you that are new, my name is Wade Vincent, and uh, I spent many many years, um, about fifteen odd years, pursuing a career in uh, hip hop music, and um, I always had this. Uh, sense of like perfectionism always very meticulous attention to detail uh was a huge focus for me it 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 had to just have the right amount of 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 pizzazz it it just had to have that thing you know i was never sort of satisfied with enough so always trying to improve and get better and of course those, those um traits and habits they they serve you well but you have to know that fine line between when the perfectionism is actually becoming a burden and slowing your process down. So I spent, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, many, many, many years uh, not only uh, performing and, and recording and writing music, but also producing music. And uh, part of that process was uh many many late nights you know working through tracks and and mixing and and you know uh rendering and and structuring out sounds and then uh you know composing the songs and um i always always wanted it to be you know the best it could be highly competitive you know that that was part of that that world you know when you're in hip-hop it was very much a competitive uh, endeavor, you know, you had to, you know, uh, hold your own. And, um, I always wanted to put out the best material. I was very critical of myself, uh, and, and never really okay with putting out something unless I felt it was the absolute peak that I could do. Right. And I think one, one aspect of, of that, or one driver behind that was really, um, you know, wanting to solidify my position as the best. I wanted to show people that what I I could do was phenomenal. You know, it's exceptional. Like as I said, you're competing. You want to want to outdo and outclass other other you know rappers and musicians. You want to you want to show how good you are at this. You know, that's just very much I'm not sure if it's like that across all different musical genres but especially in in hip hop um that was a huge part of it you know flexing and bragging it was it was you know part of the culture 
And uh, so I had that outward facing, you know, that bravado I wanted, you know, beat everyone. And then inside, I think there's an element of, of is it is it good enough? And on top of that, it's coupled with you, you always are improving. So you never feel that you're there because there isn't really a destination. You always continue to get better. You can always grow and improve when you're mastering a skill or working on your craft. The, the, the whole idea is over time, it just keeps improving and that's how you become a master. So there was always, there wasn't a clear or a, a definite line when you knew something was done, you know, and, and artists and painters talk about this, you know, where, um, you can always put on another brush stroke. You can always add, um, when do you know it's finished, right? When do you know? And, uh, this is what leads me to this, you know, like you, you, the, the biggest part of starting before you're ready is, is, uh, close enough or good enough. Now I'm not saying that you should, um, lower your standards by any chance, by any sort of stretch, um, you still have to have a standard and a level and a bar that helps push you and drive you and, and improve upon what you're already capable of. <clears throat> and part of that is facing that fear. Because especially for me, in my experience, 100%, uh, it was, it was, you know, the, the fear is the obstacle. You think, why do you want to put out the best music that you possibly can? because of a fear of being judged that you're not good enough. You know, if, you, if you're stepping into the arena and you, you're prepared and you're accepting of that and you know you're going to be, you know, in, this, in the battle zone and you're competing, it, it's foolish to go in with anything less than your best efforts, right? It makes sense. Like, you're not going to go in as a gladiator and forget your sword and helmet. You, you do everything you can that's within your control to to you know prepare and, and put your best foot forward so there's that element of that but then the fear becomes paralyzing because if you're not uh okay to sort of yeah put yourself in uncomfortable positions you'll you'll never actually experience the opportunity to grow from those experiences if you're if you're continually you know perfecting the craft behind the scenes behind closed doors where no one sees it you, you, you never truly master it because you've never taken it uh, and and subjected it to that critiquing and 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 the judgment of others. And and it's not that you need validation from others, but it's important if you want to improve and grow. You have to have to uh, you know put your put your head on the chopping block. You have to put it out there. You know that's that's part of the process, right? So. <clears throat> the 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 biggest challenge when it came to finishing a song was really that nothing was ever finished in my mind i was so focused on the perfection that it took took a little bit out of the the real soul and magic of it because if like any musician or any one who who is 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 really in depth and mastering their craft knows that feeling that flow when you're in the zone and it just sort of works and and time doesn't matter anymore and you're just 
creating and it just it just sort of happens and when when you're spending so much time nitpicking every little aspect and is this is the level of this symbol you know crisp enough or do i need to layer uh, you know another clap over over this percussion and um is is the baseline muddying out the mix like is you you can look at that indefinitely and it it, it becomes so prohibitive and 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 just you become your own worst enemy right you're you're critiquing yourself harder than probably anyone else out there would and people you know unless you're a musician yourself when you listen to a song on the radio you don't generally pick it apart you just listen to it and enjoy it because it makes you feel something it tells you a story or or the music hits you it just it does something to you you know so a lot of times as an artist i think probably too much time spent on uh focusing on the little details that that get overlooked anyway that no one really is focused on other than you right so because of that it, it the biggest obstacle was as I said myself, it was reducing the output. You know, I wasn't putting music out. I wasn't... And, and and when you're doing that, you know, no one, you know, as a musician, it's crucial, you know, you've got to keep fresh stuff coming out. People need to be excited and aware and know that you're doing things and and you're, you're creating constantly, you know, because it's just part of who you are and your lifestyle and the way you operate. If you're, if you're so hidden away and constantly doing this stuff on your own like this mad scientist nobody is ever going to enjoy or appreciate your music because they don't even know that it exists or anything's coming so i had this you know as i worked through i did a couple of albums and a few mixtapes and uh you know eps and whatnot and uh when when i sort of started to catch myself doing this and not really um, progressing or putting things out, uh, I, I sort of had to had to catch myself and, and look at it and say, well, where is the line? What is good enough? What if I if I let good enough be the measure? What if I get outside of my comfort zone, start putting music out before I'm ready, and just experiment, see what happens. And the beauty with music too, and in, in, especially in this day and age, the way social media and technology is, is you can test the waters and try things and do free releases and videos without it necessarily being an official release or part of an album or a bigger project. So you can really get a feel for when, you know, what 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 the listener is, is enjoying and, and, and vibing off and, and what they like that you do before you create that masterpiece, that that you know, that seminal work that, that becomes a collection of your learnings and, and, and skills that you've mastered over time by by releasing stuff, putting it out, getting a feel. You have to do these things. And, you know, I, 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 when I sort of became okay with uh, my fear of, of releasing more music that was... I, I definitely put the work in, but just hadn't gone to the nth degree where it was becoming um, prohibitive. I, I was making it as best as I could and putting it out. Because ultimately, if you if you really consider it, you, you're always going to improve. So as I said before, there's, there's no 
and like you're not suddenly a musician 15 years in you're a musician the whole time you just you're just getting better you know like the the first time you decide that you you know you plan to to go to the gym and and you want to build up muscle mass and uh you're a bodybuilder from day one you're not only a bodybuilder when you look like arnie it's the process right so it doesn't make you any less of that that goal that that thing you're you're uh doing or trying to to reach or achieve so when i understood that that you know this is part of the process i have to master my craft by showing the world my craft um it 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 made it so much easier because the pressure that i was putting on myself was removed and believe it or not when you put that level of pressure upon yourself when you're crafting something usually it it blocks that freedom and that creative that flow process i mentioned and you end up end up putting out uh lesser quality or a lower caliber work anyway so it really doesn't do any favors when you have to just remove that self-imposed restriction so you can just let it come and just feel it and enjoy it and and that's when the best music is made you know people don't you know always book a studio session and and head straight in and okay at 10:05 we're writing a hit it, it, you know like the best music that we ever made and 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 wrote you know us and the, and the born fresh the record label was just when we were vibing having fun together and and just challenging each other being playful with it enjoying it just appreciating it for what it is right so once i i i was accepting of that fact that you know i'm i'm afraid but i'm going to do it anyway so i i i planned to put out more music uh quickly so the the first thing i did was the the mixtape um where i would take uh famous beats or songs or uh almost like i guess you could call a half of a cover where i'd write my own version of a song to um a famous or classic uh beat or an instrumental and uh i just went nuts with it just had fun and you know did 17 or 18 tracks on a mixtape sometimes 20 tracks and just um went all in and just just took the pressure off because i knew it wasn't an album it didn't need to be my best work but you know i put you know everything into the way i i i structured my lyrics and and um yeah i was super um satisfied and and happy with the end product you know it, it come up perfect in in my opinion more so than the the perfection i tried to do in the past and um which seems counterintuitive right the less work you did on it the more the better it was um because you can i mean you can ruin again with that reference to the analogy of a painter you know you put too many brush strokes on something you can actually ruin a painting right so same with music and um it it better prepared me to ultimately you know write write an album that was um you know the best i could write at the time and and feel good about it and not look back on it and and cringe and think oh you know like and i i can recall the the very first album i did was absolutely 
horrible. It was horrendous, you know, and I look at that and I'm, I'm proud of that because I didn't let it stop me. Um, uh, and it's funny, actually, this is, this is relevant to the, to the whole concept and the topic. It's something that, um, I want to tell you the story about this. So, so I don't even know how it became because it sort of shifted, right? So, uh, the very first album I, I ever did, uh, was, was called Still I Shine and it was probably, um, I think around that 2004, 2005 period, if I can recall correctly. And it was driven by the fact, like at the time, I obviously said my first album, I had no, no real music out other than just performing at shows, the material we already had. And um, I found out about a competition where there was a, an Australian music prize. And to be qualified for entry into this competition... Uh, you had to have um, an an album in stores as <laughs> before the whole you know streaming in the early two thousands, um, and people still bought CDs. Believe it or not, um, so you had to have an album that was um, distributed nationally in stores around the country. So that was pretty much the the criteria of of entering the music prize. And if you won the competition, uh, you would win twenty five thousand dollars. So as a as a young musician with with no money and uh, no real budget to anything we were doing, um, you know that seemed monumental. So uh, I found out about the competition. I was reading a newspaper um, the morning before um, work when I was a chef, and uh, it, it it said basically that the deadline was four weeks from from now, the day I was reading the paper. So um, I literally spent. Every single afternoon and night after work, um, I, I wrote the entire album. I um, produced all the music. Um, I mixed all the music. I designed the um, the layout of the artwork, um, and and had uh, the the manufacturers. I've discovered the manufacturers who would create and press the CDs for me, and uh, through my network organized distribution through MGM to have it in stores um, everywhere around around the um, entire country. And, um, you know, I look back at that and I did that in four weeks, start to finish, completely no, no project, nothing at all, no sort of early songs, it just from scratch. And as I said, admittedly, it was horrible. Like it was no nowhere near good enough. And um, I didn't win the music prize. But in the process, what I learned was how capable I was if I took the um, obstacles that were self-imposed out of the way and there was a driver being that I wanted to enter and win this music prize and um, really prove to myself what, I was capable of in one month, you know, like, I, and I'm very proud of that. And I often think of that, that, um, that time in my life, whenever I find something's difficult or challenging that I feel, you know, I may not be able to deliver upon or, or achieve. And I look back and then like, well, you did an entire album in four weeks, you know, and, and, and this is what I say is it's weird because I don't know where it changed, but perhaps because that album wasn't good and I got, you know, 
critiqued on it. People, you know, told me it was it was horrible and it was horrible. Like I'm not mad about it. Um, and after that that period, I, I really, you know, worked so hard to to improve and make sure that the next thing I released was perfect. I guess probably because I had to make up for what well, I felt that I had to make up for the um, you know, the subpar release that I did previously. Um, it's cool, you know, thinking through, thinking back through this and, and understanding why. Um, uh, yeah, so then when it came time to um, finally release, like, what I felt was truly my first album in the sense that it was polished and as, and as perfect as it could be and, and that I was proud of the release and it wasn't uh, rushed for a competition. It was just the the culmination of all my my work and skills over the over that sort of uh, you know fourteen fifteen year period. Um, after doing those mixtapes and as I said, really just starting to take the pressure off, uh, I ended up building a mass of music before I I, I put the album out. So in essence, I I had a uh, plan just. Don't overwork it, don't overthink it, but give yourself the strategy of, of, of writing, say, 20 or 30 songs, record them all, and then cut them down to, say, the best 17 or 18 songs, whatever the number ultimately would be, right? So um, I found that happy balance, you know, of, of um, not being too hard on myself and and just creating, but creating more than I needed to so that I could ultimately have some choice in, in what made the cut on the album, right? So, um, and that was a huge change for me to not, not you know, hold myself back. So, and, and, and I'm super proud of that because I look back and, and the whole process from, from the, of those 15 years, you know, I was able to uh, refine how I approach things and not be afraid of it. And, um, ultimately prove that I can deliver on, on, you know, what I was setting out to achieve, which is an, you know, album, you know, distributed nationwide, you know, doing tours with famous musicians around the country and uh, releasing vinyl records and uh, doing video clips. And it was just, yeah, it was a great time in my life, you know, and um, the, the, the hardest thing I think for any musician, and I think you can come to terms with it but anyone that tells you that they don't sort of feel something from the critiquing I think is 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 really not telling you the entire truth because ultimately you can ignore it you can brush it off um, because it's not when someone critiques your music it's it's a critique of of the music it's not you as a person but sometimes it's easy to blur that line and feel like it's people attacking who you are right because you put your heart and soul into the music uh it's it, or, or whatever your, your endeavor is whatever your projects that you're working on are they feel they're an extension of who you are so when someone attacks them it feels like they're attacking you know you and who, who you are and what makes you you um but ultimately you know this ends up assisting you with making better quality um, product or services or music or whatever it is because one of, one of the key things that that was a downfall of what I did was um, I made music for myself. I didn't really make music 
for the for the masses, music for the market, right? And and the market will tell you what they want if if you listen, uh, and you are genuinely doing it for a, a love of giving the people what they want and serving the people and entertaining them. You know, you can't be upset if they tell you they don't, they're not entertained or they don't like or they don't enjoy what what music you're putting out because it's it's up to them. You know, they get to decide what they like. You don't tell the the crowd, you know what they like to listen to you know you you as an artist know how to make music but it's it's a it's a give and take you know you have to balance like your craft and your creativity and and funnel that and shape it in a way that that resonates with people and touches people right so it it in in putting that stuff out starting before I was ready being afraid but doing it anyway and putting that music out, um, getting the feedback of what people like, what they didn't like, it, it helps me in the process because I, I, I learn from it and it, it actually speeds the process of me mastering my craft because I'm, I'm learning on the fly. I'm, I'm getting real-time responses to what I'm doing rather than sort of, you know, working you know, tirelessly on, on tweaking every aspect of a song that no one's ever heard. It, it didn't serve me, you know, I did, I wasn't saving myself and becoming the best I could be at, at music because uh, that truly took me uh, stepping into the arena, putting it out to be judged, you know, you have to be judged. And um, ultimately, you know, the uh, I, I ended up putting out more music and far better quality music once I learned to do this. So it seemed super counterintuitive if you think about that, but being able to step outside of that fear uh, of, of, of not making perfect music and measuring it by that good enough metric, the music became like the most perfect music I could make at the time. It, it, it actually became better than I anticipated and I made... Uh, there was more fun and joy behind it, and, and you can hear it. You can you can feel it. It's different in in songs where someone is more carefree and in in touch with what they're trying to do, right? And not so restricted by those self-imposed pressures. So um, you know the, the and and I think one of the nicest uh, side benefits that I think that really came from this is like the the overarching message of what I learned and took away from this was I I truly learned to have more fun with the process, enjoy and just vibe on what I'm doing. And in doing so, I became less critical of myself. And once, once I was less critical and less hard on myself, I, I became less critical of others. Because they always say, you know, you you uh, experience the world, you project your own perspectives, right? You project your your understanding of beliefs and thought process. Everything pushes outwards. So when I realize I'm I'm critical of others, uh, especially in that 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 rap world of trying to, as I said, be better or think oh, I'm a better rapper than this person. Um, uh, I was actually doing that because it was really how I felt about myself, you know. And, and I can recall, like I would, I would um, look at 
people that were finding success or making their success in 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 music or the endeavor that I was pursuing that uh, you know I felt were far less talented than I was and uh, man it used to eat me up you know I used to like it just gave me this rage and and um at you know you you project it to that person like ah oh, this guy's whack you know these guys can't write songs like how how are people appreciating or liking what they're doing it's garbage you know and the more i i, I was critical of them it was really just me being critical of myself because one i knew they were doing the work that i wasn't putting in enough time to get to get better and uh i wasn't wasn't enjoying the process and i was i was really just angry at myself because of the way i was approaching it and once once i took that off off my shoulders and that weight off my chest it, it you just became free in the music again and you weren't concerned about competing you know i think it was probably the biggest negative in 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 that sort of space and just with with that hip hop in general you know like and because uh, I came from that sort of 90s era, you know, hip hop really in the 80s was was party music, you know, and then it, it became this real uh, sort of gangster, you know, real, you know, braggadocious, like stand your ground, stand firm, reflective of the times, of course. Um, and now I feel like hip hop has gone, you know, through those early 2000s and probably even extending into now is far more of that party and joy again you know just a bit more happiness and and maybe that was just you know what rubbed off on me at the time that that uh, energy about you know trying to be better than others and it doesn't serve anyone well um so yeah i um it's been fun sharing this with you guys because part of this is really just um passing on as i say those tools and techniques and principles that i've learned along the way that are beneficial that have that have impacted and changed my life that I know can, you know, assist and help you do the same. But also the learnings and understandings as I process these things as well, um, you know, as a side benefit for me in doing these as well. And I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. So, um, you know, if there's one thing you take away from, from today's episode, start before you're ready, right? And the way that you know how to start is if you're afraid to, to, to do it and start now, you're ready. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I um, will make another episode for next week. I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And, and as always, who could you become? All right, guys. Talk to you again soon.